Alright, so we are in our series, and it's called Stay Positive. It's not a self-help series, although today uh, you, you could almost go that way if, if we wanted to. We're not. Um, but uh, we are living in a chronically negative world. I don't know if y'all noticed. Um, it doesn't seem like the political structure has much positivity to it. Right? It just seems like who can bash the other one the best? Uh, and so there's all kinds of voices of discouragement, right? And, and, and really not just voices, but, but actions. People take actions to discourage others. Um, kids at school, my kids face this, right? They're, they're either not picked for a team or um, they're not in the smart class, the advanced class. Um, they, they get made fun of because they're they're different, right? Something like that. At work, maybe you've experienced this. You got a project, and it's a great project. It's like the best project ever, but then it's not good enough, right? Uh, you thought, man, this is great. No, it's good, but they say no. Or maybe it's unrealistic expectations. I know many of us deal with that. There's all kinds of expectations placed on us. There's no way, no way that that it should work the way it does, but they force it on you. Um, or, or great ideas. Sometimes you have great ideas, and people just don't want to take your ideas simply because you're like the positive, happy person, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you've seen those people, sometimes they'll, they'll be like, oh, he's got, he's, got, right? he's got that idea again. It's a good idea, but they don't want to hurt. Or maybe at home, your spouse picks you apart, or... Maybe you've given or received a, a not so encouraging response to a to an outfit or uh, to a new haircut, right? Those of you smiling, that had to happen. Um, maybe the in-laws, right? You're not raising your kids right. Maybe the kids are telling you you're not raising them right. Sometimes, no. Um, and I think for us, the biggest thing is is social media, right? You look on. Facebook or Snapchat or whatever. It's like, oh, look, they're on vacation again. That's that's fantastic. Disney World again, right? And, oh, that's nice. And I'm sitting there on my couch, right? I'm like, oh, this is great. The Braves are losing again. Fantastic, right? Um, or, you know, you, you, they got this super fancy date and, and your wife sees it, you know, and, and she looks over and she's like, we don't do one of those things. Oh, I'm gonna go get them. You know, huh? Nobody. Is this just me? Because because y'all are looking at me like this never happens to you, right? Um, and, and here's the thing. And I've said this before. Facebook and Snapchat, Twitter, all that stuff where people putting stuff. They're putting up their highlights, right? We know this. We're putting up their highlights. But when you continually only see the highlights. And nobody, like, I'm not putting a picture of myself typing out a message, right? Look at him go. Oh, that's been, man, he's awesome, you know? Nobody sees that. Nobody puts up the mundane stuff, but it still, it starts to tempt us with, with envy, right? We got a credit card. Why can't we go on a vacation? Let's just do it up, right? We'll pay it off. Or, or I don't know if y'all have ever seen this. There's like a party. Right? You just weren't invited? Right? Oh, that's a word. Oh, yeah. 
Every time, every time, uh, somebody's Mardi Gras, I'm not naming names, somebody's Mardi Gras party, yeah, maybe I'll go, but then I think, I would never go to that, I don't want to go to that, that's not, I'm up too late, that's, they don't get home until like four in the morning, right? Um, and I don't have, I don't struggle with this, but maybe some of y'all do, like, I don't care at all, but people who compete with likes on their photos or their comments or something, like, I don't, I don't understand that, but uh, I know that it's a struggle for some people. I post stuff on Facebook for announcements. That's it. I, like, I don't want y'all knowing about my life, right? I'm, not you guys, but like everybody else in the world. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know you, you know. Um, or, or people who uh, who post, hey, we're in, we're in, uh, you know, Europe or something. I'm thinking. I can go rob them right now, you know? That's, is, that, is that just me? Is that bad? I don't know. Pastor said he's going to rob some. Uh, so it's easy to think. What's that? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's gone in the wrong direction so far. But we'll, we'll get there. We're coming to Scripture here, I promise. But you can easily look at this stuff and you can go, my life stinks compared to them, right? Oh, goodness. And here's the thing. This is what we're going to talk about today. God is calling you and He's calling me to be an encourager. He's calling us to encourage, to build each other up. Listen, the world tears us down. We don't need to tear each other down. Right? We need to build each other up. Because nobody else is going to... Be. So here's... Yeah, and I, I want to do something that I hate. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because whenever we visited churches or went to churches, you know, you know that part where they say, turn to your neighbor and say hi, right? Oh, I hate it. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to compliment them. Just, just say something, compliment them. Luckily, you're normally sitting next to your spouse or something like that. Your deep sorrow, your ardent concern for me, so that my joy 
was greater than ever. Now, think about this. Paul, he is emotionally drained, mentally exhausted. He's been beaten physically, right? And even with people around, you, can, you, know, you know that feeling? It's just like, oh, I'm just all alone, right? It's just, who understands what I'm going... And then, in Mac he's in Macedonia, and these people send Titus to him. And by the sending of Titus, they're saying, we want to know what's going on with you, Paul. We've been praying for you. We, we've hear, heard things, and we want to know more about how things are going. Now, that is the most encouraging thing in the world, especially for somebody who's doing ministry and, and is working and, and working for God, and then it just feels like, what's going on? Is there anything actually happening here? Someone cares. God cares. God sent someone to me. This is what Paul's saying. Encouraging others is one of the most spiritual things you can do. Last week, uh, last week or two weeks ago, we had talked about how Jesus sits at the right hand of God and He intercedes for us. He's praying for us. Think about that. That's encouraging to me. Right? Because I always think interceding, he's interceding, he's like, oh, no, don't, don't watch that, he's good to... But he's, he is, he's praying for me. And so I want to give you four ways to encourage like God today. Four ways to encourage like God. So I really would challenge you to, to either take a picture or um, write these down because uh, you're going to have some homework too. So the first one is encourage others spiritually. Encourage other spirits. Look, it's okay to say, "Hey, you know, David, that's a that's a nice haircut. Got the got the high tight. I like it. Looks good, right?" Um, went over to their house the other day. He redid his his porch. It looks really good. Um, you know, it's okay to compliment on these these things, but um, they're still superficial, right? They're still kind of just on the surface compliments, and we need to encourage one another. Spiritually, Romans 1, 10 through 12 says, In my prayers at all times, and I pray that now at last by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, by, by each other's trust in Christ. Because it's one thing to say, man, Chuck, I like the Mickey Mouse socks. Those are nice. Those are cool. It's another thing to say, Chuck, man, your heart for God is awesome. It is such a great example to me and to the rest of the church. And to see what you do, and, and I know your job's tough, and how you persevere through it, man, it is amazing. See, it's one thing to say, nice socks. It's another thing to say, Chuck, you're an awesome man of God. Right? There's a huge difference. And when, like, for me, I know, like, the way some of you love your wives, it's encouraging to me. Right? It, it makes me go, oh. Like, I'll see some of these things on Facebook and I go, oh, yeah, I'm going on a date in a few months. <laughs> When's the last time? 
time, you know? And, and, and it's encouraging to me because it challenges me. Or, or the passion that some of you guys have to, to share Christ or to invite people to church, right? It makes me, well, I'm, I'm not like by heart this huge evangelist, but I'm always telling people about the church. And, and, and it challenges me. The way some of you guys worship, Belinda... That's a challenge to me because I'm I'm kind of the, the straight laced kind of guy, you know. Every once in a while, I'll do one of these, you know, that kind of thing. So it's fun to start getting some movements. Going. It's a challenge. I love it. And so when when things like that happen, or you, when when somebody tells you, "Man, I've been praying for you," and you didn't ask them to, right? Oh, that's that's encouraging. And so what I want you to do is I want you to make spiritual encouragement normal in your life and in your family. Not just encouragement, but spiritual encouragement. Now here's, here's the thing, you can easily turn the superficial spiritual, okay? Um, uh, Ty's on this, Ty's my oldest, he's nine, and he is on uh, uh, NFL flag football team. He's 11. <laughs> he's 11, I'm sorry. He's... <laughs> That's what it is. Um, no, he's 11. He's about this much taller than all the other kids. And we signed up late, so they put us on this team. This team is the worst team you've ever seen in your life. I mean, they are horrible. They're clapping at the ball to try to catch it. I mean, it's it's bad. And somehow I got roped into coaching. The other co the other coaches were like, I've never done this. Have you ever done this? And I'm like, yeah, I've done it. Hey, why don't you get out here and do some drills? And then they're back in the back on their phone for you know for the rest of the season. Like, all right, so we're working with these kids. Um, they have not gone to a game without getting run ruled until yesterday. We've played we played nine games so far. We had a tournament yesterday. We played three games. The first game that they ever played, they got run ruled before halftime, long before halftime. The other offense never got on the field. Okay, defense pick six. Every pass was bad. It was bad. Second game, we went a little longer, still got run well before halftime. Third game, we made it past halftime. I'm like, guys, we got past halftime! They're like, yeah! <laughs> Ty, Ty's played on some good teams, and he's kind of like, okay. And I talked to him, and I'm like, you're a leader on this team. you got to teach them how to catch and throw and, and take one step in front of the other, you know? And run routes and things like that, and so and he's like, all right, I'm I'm into it. And he's he, every time we get back in the car after practice, he's like, this has been a challenge, but I'm having fun. This is this is, this is good. So they're getting better and better, but they never completed a game without getting run ruled yet. They're just they're just bad. We got a quarterback and we got tied, and that's and that's it. So we played three games yesterday. We got run ruled the first game. Run close. Guys, y'all play awesome defense. You got some good flag pulls, which that rarely happens. Um, you got you got made some good passes. The quarterback was you know threading the ball. It was good. Second game, we finished the game. Nobody noticed. We lost big time, but but we finished the game. And so we all take a knee, get in the huddle. Guys, do you realize what just happened? I know. Like we finished the game. Second game, the third game rather, we finished the game. We got two interceptions 
And one of the interceptions was close to our end zone. I had four of the shortest kids in on offense. I'm yanking one. I'm putting Ty in because he's so much taller. And I told the quarterback, I said, just throw it up. Ty catches the ball in the end zone. First touchdown, first interception. Then we get another interception. They're just going crazy after the game. We totally lost. Totally lost. Big time. But after the game, I'm like, gosh, you're doing so much better. That's awesome. They're just going crazy and all this stuff. They're so encouraged. They've never come close to winning a game. We get in the car. We get in the car. And Ty is kind of excited. You know, he's like, all right, we're, we're doing good. I said, Ty, God's giving you such a great leadership role on this team. I said, you are doing a fantastic job teaching these kids how to run, how to catch, all of this stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying. I'm like, God is working in your heart and using you as a leader here. You've got to see that. And so it's easy to turn the superficial into the spiritual. Congratulations on that promotion. Right? It's cool to see how you've been faithful in the small ways and God's blessed you. Right? Or even with somebody who's dealing with a, a, a sickness. I'm so sorry that you are that you have cancer, that you're dealing with this. I cannot imagine what it's like. But here's, here's the thing I can do. I am believing with you that God can heal you. And you continually love them and show them that you are there for them. Second thing is, encourage others daily. Encourage others daily. Why daily? Because the voice of, a dis, of discouragement is loud. It's loud in the world. It's loud in our heads. Right? Um, the world will say, you know, that's not very good, what you're doing there. You know, maybe at home, you left the dishes out again. Okay. Why can't we afford this? Right? Why can't you afford to go with us to this restaurant? Why can't? And then in your in your head, you're like, man, I don't I don't have much more to give. No one appreciates what I do. But then we read Hebrews three thirteen says, encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today. I love the writer of Hebrews. Right? If it's called yesterday, if you are living in a day called yesterday, then it's okay not to encourage somebody. But if you're gonna call today today then you have to encourage somebody. The first church never even got that. They were just like, what, what is that? Right? So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Encouragement is a deterrent to sin a lot of times. This is one of the reasons that I'm always encouraging you guys to jump into a life group or just go to lunch and be discipled in some way. Because it's encouraging to wait. If you think that you can go Sunday to Sunday and get the lesson, man, you're going to forget about this when I'm talking about today by lunch tomorrow at the latest, right? I mean, you're, what was it? Oh, it was encouragement. It was okay, message, right? And, and so, you, but the rest of the week, man, you got, you're going to miss out on the love and the encouragement that God has for you if you're not getting into a group and into a community with one another because it's refreshing, it's encouraging. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, let us consider how we, how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day, that being the day of Christ's return, the day approaching. Encouragement, we need it. 
So give it. It's always good, so say it. Don't hold back. Number three, encourage others publicly. Publicly. 1 Thessalonians 3.2 says, We sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service, in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, in your trust in our Savior. So they sent Timothy. This is Paul talking to the church in Thessalonica. Sent Timothy. Paul had Titus come to him. Man, when somebody knocks on your door and it's not somebody selling you something or trying to give you a false religion, right? When somebody knocks on your door and they're just stopping by, hey, just thought I'd say hi. That's nice, isn't it? It's nice. You're like, uh, maybe if I'm dressed and the house is right. No, it's nice. You know it is. Right? Okay, let me rephrase it. Somebody comes and they've got lasagna for you, right? They bring lasagna to you. You don't care what your house looks like, right? It's uh, all right, thank you so much. Yeah, just leave it on the bus and go. I'll come out coming out to you and uh, Yeah. When somebody comes to you to encourage you, to love on you, it's wonderful. And when it's done publicly, right, it's even better. Now, think, I want you to think about somebody in your life that is really good at encouraging people, right? There's always somebody, right? Sometimes they're so encouraging that you're like, man, I could never get there. But you can't. And so when, whenever you're struggling with encouraging somebody, I want you to think about them. I want you to think about them because whether they know it or not, they're imitating our Father in Heaven. And you can imitate them. And, and, and until you can kind of bridge that gap in your mind to where you can go directly to... If, okay, imitate them because they're imitating God. I want you to imitate God as best... And, and, and if you can, here's, here's your homework. This is really easy. Set a reminder, a daily reminder, on your phone, your alarm clock, whatever, to encourage somebody. Send a text. If you're a note writer, write a note. Encourage somebody. Do whatever. Do it on a daily basis. And the last thing, and this is real important, number four, encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. David, um, before he was king, was being chased from cave to cave in the Old Testament. Saul, the current king, was trying to kill him. There was one time where David's sitting at the table with Saul, and Saul just kind of looks at him funny and goes crazy, and he doesn't really like what David, what he thinks David is doing, even though David's not doing anything. He just picks up a spear and he throws it at him. David, you know, because he's with God, he's like a ninja, and he just goes by and he takes off running, right? But when he's running, David's massively distressed. People were trying to stone him and kill him. And in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, it says, But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Now this is a little harder than encouraging others because it's hard to fight against our own heart. And I don't want you to be like, who's that guy on... Saturday, that Saturday Night Live character that would look in the mirrors and smiley or 
what was his name? Anybody remember? And he, I don't remember what he said, but he'd say, you know, you're pretty, you're you're good looking. Gosh you're, darn it, you're. Yeah, people yeah, like me. Yeah, gosh darn it, people like me, right? I'm not talking about cheering yourself up that way, right? That's not what I'm talking about. That's just weird. But I would encourage you to preach to yourself. I trust God for this. God is with me. God is for me. God has given me everything that I need. Tell yourself that. Tell yourself over and over and over again because it's the truth. It's the truth. Now, maybe some of you want to journal. For guys, it's journaling. For women, it's writing them in your diary, right? More mainly to journal, right? Jerry knows. Yeah. <laughs> Got a unicorn on But if you do a journal, man, that's an awesome way to look back and see how God has worked in your life. I I love looking back on my calendar because I'll look like last year. I'll reflect on what happened last year. I go, oh, I remember meeting with that person. They were struggling with it. Look where they're at now. It's amazing. It's awesome to see what God is doing here in our church. God will work it out. He will make a way. And when you write it down, you've got encouragement on file. Um, when somebody leaves you that encouraging voicemail, I'm going to erase that sucker. Keep that thing on there for as long as you can, right? And listen to it all the time. Save that letter. I've got a bunch of letters and postcards. I've got letters. Claire, I've got letters from you or postcards from you when you encouraged me so much. And you didn't know it, but man, it was in a time where I'm like, what is going on? Right? It's just so encouraging. You didn't know. You just wrote it. Because you're working. Uh, God's working through you. Save that text. Whatever it takes, save it. God is calling you and I to be an encourager. Daily. Spiritually. To others. To ourselves. Now here's, here's your homework. More homework. I want you to come up with some practical steps that you can take to better encourage others and yourself this week. This week, okay? You put it off, it'll never happen, right? Encourage others. I want you to tell yourself, whatever you're good at, right? Like, it's, like I said, if it's note-taking, if it's sending a text, whatever it is, do it. Encourage other people, okay? Now, here's the thing. I think about all this, big picture, and it's hard for me because I'm always like task oriented. I'm going from here to there. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And encouraging somebody is hard for me. But then I think, well, how does God encourage me? Now I was thinking about this, and it's so obvious because Jesus died on a cross for my sins, and I didn't buy it. I didn't do anything for it. He just did it. Not only that. But God, you know, if He died, He just died. That's, he's like every other man. But God reached down into the grave and pulls His Son out, resurrecting a resurrected Jesus. And He's defeated death. He's defeated all of that discouragement that comes at us. One day we'll never experience discouragement when we're in heaven. That will be nice. Looking forward to that day. And I think, man, that's enough. That's an encouragement in and of its own. 
But wait, there's more, right? This infomercial. You don't even have to buy this. This isn't 1995. And you don't get two. You only need one. Because the Holy Spirit lives within us. And He's the one that guides us. He's our comforter. He's our encourager. Man, it's free. And we get three wonderful, amazing acts of God's love and encouragement right there. He is an encouraging God. And so the challenge this week is for us to get into a habit to imitate Him on a daily basis. Okay? Pray for us. Father, thank You for Your love for us. Thank You that You have um, died on the cross. That You've been resurrected. You are the resurrected One sitting at the right hand of Your Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live within us, that you encourage us, help us to dwell on you and to experience that encouragement. Challenge us, Father. Help us to encourage our spouses, our families. Help us to encourage one another. And Father, help us to be the church that grows and grows and grows because we love each other so much that we care for each other and that we encourage one another. And we ask this in Jesus' name.